May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God our Father and from his Son, his promised Son, Jesus the Christ. The classic poem begins, "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse." So wrote Clement Clark Moore almost 200 years ago. During World War II, there were a couple of songwriters who composed I'll Be Home for Christmas and persuaded Bing Crosby to record it, which he did in October of 1943 and sang it that December and the next December at every USO show and probably on lots of months in between. This is the season for houses and homes, gingerbread houses trimmed with lights or lit with laser houses Packed and noisy homes, as ours will be starting tomorrow, and sometimes empty and too quiet homes. On this final Sunday of Advent, it is fitting that the place we visit is a house. May the Holy Spirit give us attentive ears and expectant hearts to ponder the fourth place of Advent, because God is working in and through a certain house. People God dearly loves. Yes, I'm going to repeat my words from the first three Advent sermons. Isaiah speaks out God's word to rebellious Judah and to unfaithful Jerusalem. His message is judgment, yet it is grace. His message is disobedience, yet it is mercy. His message is condemnation, yet it is comfort. His message is brokenness, yet it is hope. Isaiah's message is law, yet Isaiah's message is gospel. We've been to a mountain in Isaiah chapter 2. We've been to a dried out stump in Isaiah 11. And we went into the wilderness last Sunday in Isaiah 35. Today the word of God from Isaiah 7 takes us to the house of David. But no, not a house with walls and a roof and doors and windows. But the house, the line of David, who was Israel's greatest king, a leader and a warrior and a sinner and a psalm writer. The house of Windsor has supplied Great Britain's kings and queens for the last 105 years. But Elizabeth II could and Charles III can trace their family line back to King Alfred the Great in 871. Even so, the house of David supplied Judah's kings from 1000 BC for approximately 500 years. David and Solomon follows David. Rehoboam follows Solomon. Abijah follows Rehoboam and on and on and on until a king named Jotham dies in 735 B.C. and his son Ahaz becomes king over Judah. This is what we see happening in today's Old Testament reading. It is conflict, it is confrontation, it is contradiction. Because these rulers, well, it's this way, Second. Chronicles 27 tells us that Jotham, the father, did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. But the very next chapter declares, 
Ahaz did not do what was right in the eyes of his father David, really his ancestor David. He made metal images for the Baals. He burned his sons as an offering according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel. He sacrificed and made offerings on the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. This is the man Isaiah challenges in today's Old Testament reading. Yahweh speaks through his prophet and says, Ask a sign. Ask a sign of the Lord your God, as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz pretends to be all pious and replies, "Uh, I'd never do that. I will not put the Lord to the test. So Isaiah speaks, listen, Ahaz, go ahead and keep wearying men, but how dare you weary my God? You will get a sign. The Lord himself will give you one. He will act in an unexpected way. He will give to a virgin a child. The virgin will conceive, and in nine months she will give birth to a son, and she will name him Emmanuel. This prophecy has two meanings. It is two signs in one. Ahaz and the people he rules are being told that God will act for them. Though they don't deserve or expect it, God will do a surprise. He will deliver Judah from the foreign kings that threatened them. He will do this soon, in as short of a time as a woman is pregnant until she weans her child. But the sign has a second meaning. Some 700 years later, a different virgin will conceive. A different child will be born in Judah. He will be of the house of David. Romans told us that, and so did Matthew in his reading. He will also be named Emmanuel. This greater king will not defeat mere human enemies. He will battle and conquer and win eternal victories. Only Matthew includes the story that I read as the gospel of this fourth Sunday of Advent. Mary and Joseph are betrothed. This is more than an engagement, which is our language. A public ceremony has taken place in the village of Nazareth. In their culture, they are considered husband and wife. In fact, Matthew calls Joseph the husband. But they are not yet living together because the final event, the full wedding, has not yet taken place. This is why Mary's Mary's pregnancy is such an issue. Joseph has options. He can accuse Mary of adultery. The evidence is clear. And the punishment is stoning. Or Joseph can divorce Mary publicly. He can shame her and her family in that community. There are two other options. Just Joseph can also end the relationship quietly. He can write for Mary a certificate of divorce and walk away. But he could also continue the relationship taking 
her shame as his own and letting the tongues of Nazareth wag. I think getting a good night's sleep would be hard when you are confronted by these choices. And then comes a dream, a dream in which an angel appears and speaks. The angel says, son of David, don't be afraid, Joseph, to take Mary as your wife. She's told you the truth. She's still a virgin. The child she has conceived is not by sexual intercourse, but by the Holy Spirit. And she's carrying a boy. She will give birth to a son. You must name him Jesus, because Yahweh is saving his people from their sins. Matthew puts the puzzle pieces together for Joseph and for us, because all this happened to fulfill Isaiah 7, verse 14. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, this is what I think happened. Joseph tossed and turned and then woke up. He jumped out of bed, pulled on a robe, and hurried across Nazareth to the home of Mary. He pounded on the door, waking up her father, rubbing his eyes, who says, What are you doing here so early? No one else is up. Today, Joseph said, Today, Today I will marry your daughter. So he did. And Joseph took her home to protect both Mary and the unborn Messiah. But he knew her not, which means that Joseph and Mary did not make love until after she gives birth to the promised son in Bethlehem, in David's town. And they give this son the name that they both have been told, and they know it must be, it is Jesus. The sign of Ahaz is also the sign for Mary and for Joseph. For the house of David will be given a new king, a greater king, the greatest king. Which is why Jesus will later say in an interesting but clarifying way, David's son is also David's Lord. I mentioned a popular poem and a popular song as I began, but now I'll remind you of the church's poetry and hymnody which express our Advent hope. Using Ambrose of Milan's rich language, we sing, Savior of the nations, come. Virgin Son, make here your home. That's the first stanza. In the fourth stanza, we sing, Then stepped forth the Lord of all from his pure and kingly hall. Jesus makes his home among us to carry out his mission of salvation. Are you looking for a sign? Then look at the manger and see the word made flesh. Are you looking for a sign? Ahaz made sacrifices under every green tree, but Jesus makes his sacrifice on a dry, splintered tree. Look with me at the cross where Jesus lives out his name, dying an innocent death for the guilty, for all of us, for all the world. Jesus saves. He saves us from the punishment we deserve. Are you looking for a sign? 
then look at the tomb, the open and empty tomb. For by his promised resurrection, Jesus saves us from the death we fear, giving us that sure and certain hope of a return to Eden, now restored and recreated. Jesus will be home for Christmas. He will be in our homes as Emmanuel, God with us. Our Lord will be our guest, lighting our homes with his presence and decorating our homes with his grace, filling our homes with his love. He'll be home for Christmas until he calls us to share his home for all eternity. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.